the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Keeping Hope Alive. Keeping Hope Alive. Every person on this planet, regardless of their religion or lack of it, has hopes big and small. We all have wishes and desires and yearnings of various kinds. But what makes our hope a Christian hope is that it isn't just a hope for something, but instead it's a hope in someone. It is more than just a wish. It's an attitude of trust and reliance on God our Father through his Son, Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. Our hope as Christians isn't just that the events will turn out a certain way. Our hope is a settled confidence in the one who determines those events. Our hope is in the wisdom and the power and the love of God, the one who holds the future in his hands and turns it in any direction he pleases. That's the difference. Hoping not just in an outcome, but in the one who controls all outcomes. Not just desiring a change in our circumstances or in our politics, but placing our hope in the one who has the power to change those circumstances and even the political situation that we find ourselves in as a country today. Not just wishing for a blessing, but setting our hopes on the one from whom all blessings flow. A Christian hope is first and foremost a hope in God. Listen to the psalmist in Psalm 25, verses 3 and 5, and verse 21 is not on on your outline, but I'll read that. It says, no one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. And then verse 21 says, May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope is in you. It's whether or not we obtain the things we desire. We trust that 
God will always do for us what is right and what is good. And even when this life is over, as it is for John McCain and Aretha Franklin and others um, that we know in our community, our hope does not end there. Because we know that God's promises will all be fulfilled. Promises of resurrection. Promises of eternal life with Jesus Christ. Promise that we will be with God forever and ever. That is our ultimate hope. It's when our eyes close on this life. They will open in a place where there is no death, no suffering, no sorrow, and no separation, either from one another or from God. Our bodies, reborn and reconstituted, will never grow old, sick or weak. No one will ever harm us or deceive us or steal from us or betray us. We'll be in a place where we will never again have to worry about influenza or cancer or heart attacks or diabetes and all the other ailments of life. That is our hope which is based on the promises of God. But there is a problem. You see, in this world, our hope is constantly under attack. So it has to be nourished and strengthened. Hope isn't automatic by any means. It doesn't just happen. It is something we have to make an effort to maintain. Otherwise, over time, it will atrophy. It will diminish to the point that it can't support us. It will fail us when the trials and tribulations come upon us. And so to keep us from, to keep uh, that from happening, I want to suggest some things that we can use to keep hope alive. The question then is this. How can we keep hope alive? How do we keep hope from slipping away? Let me begin with this question. What is the one thing that threatens to weaken our hope? You could suggest all kinds of things, discouragement, suffering, even plain old weariness, just mental, physical, and spiritual exhaustion. But the most powerful enemy of hope is simply the passage of time. The waiting that constantly chips away at our hope day by day, month by month, year by year. As Solomon tells us in Proverbs 13 and verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that's true, isn't it? So for example, a wife hoping for her husband to come to faith, putting up with his critical remarks about how foolish her religion is, enduring his, enduring his comments about hypocrisy and holier-than-thou church people, doing her best to be a good Christian example, even though she knows she falls short, wondering if God is ever going to answer her prayers for his salvation. 
And going through all of this day after day, month after month, year after year, with no sign of change, feeling your hopes slowly vanishing. Or a single person hoping to find a spouse, dealing with loneliness, battling the fear that perhaps the right person will never come along, watching the field of potential candidates getting smaller and smaller as the months and years pass, or a married couple hoping for a child but unable to conceive, months and years of doctors and tests and medications and charts and schedules and still no pregnancy, or a grieving single mother watching the self-destructive choices of her teenage son waiting for him to finally wake up to see what's happening and change his life and stop doing drugs and get serious about school so that he can have a career. But as time goes on and none of these things are happening, her hope for her son to have a happy and fulfilling life is fading away. You could add dozens of other examples, waiting for a promotion at work that never seems to come, waiting for a job month after month after sending out dozens of resumes and, and uh, dozens of applications, or waiting for a chronic illness to clear up, waiting, of, uh, waiting for a father to tell you just once that he's proud of you. Waiting, waiting, waiting. So how do you keep your hopes from eroding over time under the constant drip, drip of doubts and disappointments? Let me suggest three things. First, we have to understand that with God, a delay in response is no indication that he will not answer. A delay in response is no indication that he will not answer. So when God's response to our prayers is delayed, even for months or years, it doesn't mean that he won't eventually grant our request. The passage of time in and of itself tells us nothing about how God is going to respond to our prayers. That's a difficult concept for us to grasp because it's not the way uh, people usually operate. You see, you ask another person to do something and nothing happens, and nothing happens, and nothing happens, then after a while, it probably means that nothing is going to happen. They are not going to do it. And the more time passes, the more unlikely it is that they are going to grant your request. Why? Because as human beings, we tend to forget, we get distracted, we change our minds and we don't bother to tell the people around us that we have changed our minds. And um, we put off and hope, put off things and hope that those that we have made promises to will forget them. You see, but God is not like that. 
He doesn't forget or get busy or lose track of what he was planning to do. For him, something that happened centuries ago is still fresh and as current as something happening at this very moment. Listen to uh, Psalm 90 and and verse 4. The author says, For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. In Second Peter chapter 8 and verse 9, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, the passage of months and years may seem agonizingly slow to us. Every hour that goes by chips away at our hope. We think, is God going to act? Why hasn't he answered my prayers? Does he even hear my prayers? But for God, days, weeks, months, and years, even centuries, they are all the same. There is no fast or slow with God. There is only the right time and the wrong time. So when the time is right, he will act, whether that's tomorrow or ten years from now. He's not being slow. He's not delaying. He's not dragging his feet. He's simply waiting for the right time, whether or not that corresponds to our idea of the right time. Solomon, uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, the, the first three verses, because it goes on and on, but um, Solomon says, There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to rebuild, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. So with respect to the examples I, I just finished giving you, there's a time to be single and there's a time to be married, a time to be childless and a time to bear children, a time for children to rebel and a time for them to return, a time for people to turn away from God and a time for them to return uh, to him and to trust him. So we think the problem is that we think we know when the time to do whatever we want to do uh, has passed and when the time uh, to, to experience what we're hoping for has come. And if the time uh, to um, receive what we are asking for uh, as we perceive it um, is not um, the, the if things don't happen at that time then we tend to lose hope 
we think we know when the right time has come for someone to trust in Christ, but only God can determine that. So only God knows the right time for any person to do what uh, he has set out for them to do. So if God hasn't, doesn't answer your prayers right, right away, it doesn't mean that his answer is no. It may just mean that the time isn't right. So keep on praying, my brothers and sisters. Keep on hoping and keep on expecting God to act in his own time. But the second thing that can help us to keep hope alive is that we have to realize that sometimes God uses waiting to test the genuineness of our hope. You see, is our hope really in God or are we just trying to use him to get what we want? Are we trusting God to do what is right or are we trying to dictate to God what he must do for us. And I said this morning, it's always um, strange to me when I hear people telling that they want God to do something right now. You know, we can't tell God when to do what he needs to do. It's a time exposes whether our hope is false or true. Real hope waits. Real hope perseveres. It doesn't give up. It remains faithful. It continues to believe and to obey no matter how long it takes. As David says in Psalm 27 and verse 14, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And in Psalm 14 verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me and he turned to me and heard my cry. And Isaiah 14, verse 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, false hope will soon fold up its tent and move on. But which kind of hope do you have? It's a real hope or do you have a false hope? You have to make that decision. But the third way in which we can keep hope alive is to remember that we, that whatever the reason for the delay, it isn't due to any inability on God's part to answer. You see, throughout the scriptures, we are, uh, or at least we see over and over again, that there is nothing God cannot do. The testimony of Jeremiah in Jeremiah 32 and verse 17 says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Or the testimony of Job in Job 42 and verse 2. I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. And Jesus, when, when um, the disciples uh, saw what he did and wondered why they couldn't do it, he says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. 
but with God all things are possible. Some of you here today may be struggling just to hold on to your hope. Every week without an answer to your prayers makes it more tempting to give up and to give in. But don't give up. God is faithful. Trust him. Keep hoping. Keep praying. At the right time, he will answer. And remember his promise in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 23. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. See, God knows the burdens that you bear. He knows the pressure that you feel. He knows the frustrations that you have. He knows the tears that you have shed. He knows the troubles that you have encountered, the sorrows that you have experienced, the loneliness that you have feared, the difficulties that you have confronted, the battles that you have fought, and he also knows the sacrifices that you have made if you have made any. See, God knows the pain that you have felt, and perhaps some of you are feeling the pain even now. He knows the fears that you have battled, the hardships that you have suffered, and the opportunities that you have missed. Furthermore, God knows about the mountains that you cannot move. He knows about the problems that you cannot solve. He knows about the questions that you cannot answer, the load that you can't handle, and the door that you cannot open. However difficult or dismal your circumstances may be, God will not let you down, so trust him. You see, when you come to the end of your rope, trust him. When you reach your wit's end, trust him. When you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, trust him. When you don't feel the touch of his hand, when you feel your knees knocking together, and when you stagger beneath the load, trust him. So although your problems pile high, keep trusting him. Although your circumstances get from bad to worse, keep trusting him. Although your questions go unanswered, although your burdens get heavy and heavier, trust him. You see, if you are suffering in your body right now, trust him to grant his healing touch. If you're distressed over your failures, take courage that failure is something that uh, is a part of the human experience and you can get beyond it if you trust in the Lord. If you're broken in spirit, if you're living under extreme pressure, if you are falling apart at the seams, then you need to trust him. He knows what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and where to do it in any and every situation. So when you don't understand what's going on, you just trust him. When you can't clearly see the way, trust him. When you find yourself in a predicament, trust him. When you are in the midst of sorrow, when you have lost a loved one, and you don't know just how you're going to manage, just keep trusting God. When you have to face life alone, when you don't know what to do, when you must make important decisions, trust him. For many of you, life is not simple nor easy. Every day has its obstacles. Every hour has its burden. Every moment has its pain. But through it all, God can still be trusted. 
Therefore, though the road be rough, though the climb be steep, though the battle be hot, though the case be difficult, though the night be dark, though the situation may be bad, though the cross may be heavy, keep trusting God for he knows and he cares. Why fear when you can trust God? Why worry when you can trust God? Remember his grace is always sufficient. His hand is always sure. His word is always reliable. His methods are always just. And his way is always safe. So go ahead and trust him. He has never failed a test. He has never lost a battle. He has never misunderstood a situation. He has never broken a vow. He has never disappointed a soul and he never will. So for some reason, God has not supplied your need yet. If for some reason, God has not solved your problem yet, or he has not removed your burden yet, he has not answered your prayer yet, keep on trusting him, for he will not fail you. He will not disappoint you, and he will not forsake you. And in the words of that old hymn which, which I heard sung, even at... Um, at uh, the funeral of Aretha Franklin uh, uh, on, on Friday. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord till I die. And I'm going to stay on the battlefield. I'm going to stay on the battlefield. I'm going to stay on the battlefield till I die. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.